generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, praise and glory to your name. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, praise and glory to your name. We give you praise. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, praise and glory to your name. One more time. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, praise and glory to your name. We give you praise, praise and glory. Listen, no one above you, you are God. No one above you, you are God. There is none like you, you alone deserves all the glory. You are God, no one. No one above you. No one above you. You are God. No one above you. You are. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise and glory. Praise and glory to your name. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Praise and glory to we give you, we give you, we give you, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, praise and glory to your name, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, praise and glory. No one, no one above you, you are God. No one above you, you are no one else. No one else like you, you alone deserves all the glory. You are God, no one above, no one above you. You are God, you are God. No one above you, you are God. You, no one else like you. No one else like you. You alone deserves all the glory. You are no one above you. No You are God. No one above you. You are God, no one else like you, no one else like you alone, you alone deserves all the glory. You are God. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. 
praise, praise and glory to you. We give you praise. Let's make it faster. We give you, we give you, we give you, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Praise and glory to you. We give you praise. Praise. And glory. Somebody say we give you praise. No one above you. No one, no one above you. You are God. No one. You are God. No one else. No one else like you. You alone. You alone. Deserves all the glory. You are no one above. No one above you. You are God. No one above you. You are no one else. No one else like you. You alone deserves all the glory. We give you praise. We give you praise. Praise and glory to your name. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. Praise and glory to your name. No one above you. You are God. No one above you. You are God. No one else like you. You are Lord. You are deserve.
the spirit of the Lord. Rosemont, get ready for new sounds as you play. for kings this year. Let's pray for kings in the next 90 seconds. Father, flood this house with your glory, with the revelation of Jesus Christ, the power of the Spirit and the demonstration of the gifts of the Spirit. Let there be kingdom order, kingdom manifestation, kingdom power, kingdom authority. Let's pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the holiness of God run through with all the expressions of the seven spirits of God, wisdom, knowledge, counsel, might, fear of the Lord, understanding, burning lamps of revelation, burning lamps. Let a sound come out of this house. Let lights come out of this house. Let glory be manifest in this house. born of that incorruptible in other words it can be contaminated that seed does not need a refrigerator because refri refrigerators were created as a subset of the operation of that seed are you getting this look at somebody says gonna be big Joshua chapter 1 happy new year everybody let's go real quick to Joshua chapter 1 Trust in the Lord for speed and strength this morning. Whatever I cannot cover in the first service, I will continue in the second service. Joshua chapter 1, let's read together from the first verse all the way to verse 9. And I'm going to lay foundation in the service on big. Look at somebody say big. Shout big like you know it's big. Let's read together count of 3, 2, 1, we read. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all those people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man 
shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I sought to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Continue. For then you make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God Lake it's Did I finish it? Verse nine? I think that's that's verse ten, right? All right. I want to look at your neighbor and say it's gonna be big. One of the major things I want to establish in this particular service is God is not a stranger to big things. And God is not opposed to big things. The reason I need to establish is that many of us in our lives and our minds, we have shrunk over the years, over the decades of our lives, into a tiny image and an utter misrepresentation of God. Many of us unknowingly and unwittingly, we have contracted and shrunk so much to the point that when God is speaking to us on a certain level, we cannot even see it. We cannot even hear it. We cannot even begin to embrace it because of the experiences, the exposure or lack thereof that we have had. But one of the things I want to see today is that God is not just a God of small things, but God is a God of big things. Let me also establish this, that the, the biggest relative, what is big to you, is small to somebody else. What is small to you is big to somebody else. For example, for many people in this room right now, as at this time in their lives, if I was to mention 10 million naira, that's big to many of you. Can you raise your hand if 10 million naira is big to me? Just, just, just raise it. Big. Just be honest. Somebody else is like, ah, 10 million. It's big, right? But how many of you know that in a few years you're going to give that amount of money? How many of you know that's true? It is not, I'm not trying to psych you. I'm telling you what is true. So if you struggle to believe that, let's backtrack to 10 years ago. 10 years ago. What was big money to you 10 years ago? 10K. 1,000 to go to school. You see the now. <laughs> so, 10,000 was a lot of money to many of you 10 years ago. Same but it was 20,000, 50,000. Now, what has happened between then and now? Have more resources been released to the earth? Released into the earth? 
What has happened? Pardon? Growth has happened. What else has happened? Inflation. Come on. Has happened. What else has happened? Tell me. Mind shift. That has happened. How about perhaps your social circle? Are you seeing this now? How about possibly the generation of wealth in the culture? All of those things have happened. God has not sent an angel from on high to come and disrupt the financial systems of the earth. But your own personal finances have shifted. Now, contrarily, are you aware that some people are in a worse financial position than they were 10 years ago? So what is big to somebody is small to somebody else. And what is small to somebody is... Jesus said to them, they said to Jesus, these people are very hungry, Mark chapter 6. They're hungry. Jesus said, go and see what you have. Somebody shall big. Five loaves of bread and two fish they found with a little boy. Now to a boy, watch this, a boy. A boy is anybody who's like 11 years and younger. He has not done his bar mitzvah, so he's not gone to the rite of passage of manhood. So he's a boy. Five loaves of bread and two fish to a boy. Is that big or not? Are you getting this now? He's a big boy. I mean, like how many of you had lunch boxes in primary school? Remember those fancy lunch boxes? The ones that had swag? The pin-up ones? The one that has space for bottle inside? Oh, come on. Some of you are like, ah, we didn't have that one. It will laugh in jail. Leave. Go say we, go say boo. So it was nylon. Puts your KTIA. <laughs> right, but, but, but you had that. And for you, you took pride in that, didn't you? So to a little boy, the five loaves of bread and two fish, that's big, isn't it? They give it the same construct. They give it to the disciples and it's small because they said, what are these few loaves and little fish amongst so many? Jesus takes that and lifts it to the Father. Let me just say this right now. For some of you, you're going to give up certain things. They look big to you, but they're going to be the initiation of your real level. They look like they are massive things to you. Jesus looks at that. He does not despise it. But what does Jesus do when he releases it? Does he release it as small as it was? What does he turn it into? Something bigger. Anytime God is dealing with you on a small level, he has big in mind. Anytime. And we're going to look at a couple of scriptures, uh, Bible, Bible verses. Anytime he's dealing with you about something, a small attitude, objection, your prayer life, study. Some of you, you've tried to stop memorizing the word of God, but something in you keeps saying you must memorize it. The Holy Spirit keeps prompting. Like, it's not, it's not, I, I have it on my iPad. Whenever God is dealing with you on a small level, he's got big in mind. 
So God multiplies, Jesus multiplies five loaves of bread and two fish. Would you believe that when that boy gave up the bread and fish in his mind, he was like, this is the end of my life. They finished my bread. I get in this now. <laughs> Can I also propose to you that by human reasoning, when they took the fathers of bread and two fish from the boy, the boy just became another boy in the crowd. But God had big in mind. God has big in mind. I don't know who you are who's struggling with something small. God has big in mind. Let's go real quick to the book of Job chapter 8 verse 7. Here's what the word says. Job chapter 8 verse 7. Job chapter 8 verse 7. There's one of Job's friends speaking to him and saying, you know what, if you're done right with God, this is what will happen. And in verse 7, he establishes one of the concepts of God, one of the principles, I would say, of God. Can you go give it to me? I gave it to you years ago. If you have it in your Bible, can you, can you just let me know? Job chapter 8. Please help me with this. Is, is this on? Yep. Though your beginning was small. Oh, some of you are not hearing that. In fact, you know what? Let's preface it. Can you help us with this microphone? Let's preface it. Can you go to the verse before it so I can show you something? If you were pure, so this is built at the Shuite. I was going to say from the tribe of those who made shoes, but that's not true. Bildad, the Shuite, was saying to, Joseph, uh, to Job, verse 6, If you were pure and upright, surely God is going to wake up, get into action for you. And, prosper your rightful and what will he do? Is this connected to Joshua chapter 1? Is it connected to Joshua chapter 1? Yeah. Alright. Prosper your rightful dwelling place. Though your beginning was small. What's going to happen? Your latter end will increase. Now, he said two things. If you were pure and you were upright. Now, when you become born again, God's righteousness is given to you as a, as a what? As a gift. God is saying when you walk in that gift of righteousness, the natural order for your life is that though it is small, come on somebody. How many of you know the natural order for a seed is that no matter how small it is, its destiny is to become big. That the only reason a seed will not become big is that it's impure or not upright. If the seed is contaminated or damaged, something in it is impacted or it's not planted in the right soil where it should be. That's the only reason. But a healthy seed by itself, its natural progression is that it's going to be big. If you are filled with the seed of righteousness, I want to look at somebody conf confidently, eyeball to eyeball, and say, my natural progression is bigness. Some of you didn't say like you really mean it. When God spoke to Abraham, here is what God said to Abraham, in blessing I will 
bless you. Now we know what that blessing is. It's the blessing of justification or the blessing of uprightness. But he says, in you shall just your family be blessed. In you shall just Isaac be blessed. What's the scale of the blessing? What's the reach of the blessing? What's the extent of the blessing? Anything you are doing right now, you must think global. How is the glory of God going to extend through this thing to the ends of the earth? It's not about my personal comfort. It's about the intention that God had. Slap yourself a pound burning high five and say, my destiny is big. He says, though your beginning was small, your latter end world greatly increase i don't know who i'm talking to but in 2019 god gave you an instruction you began to work on it god gave you a word you began to dwell on it god gave you a mission an assignment a mandate it does not look like it's big but can i announce to you when paul was busy writing the letters to the ephesians and the corinthians in a dingy and dark cell he had no idea that there was going to be anything called a printing press that people were going to bind it together into what is called a bible and now 2,000 years after his death, people will be preaching from letters or what you might call social media posts. I came this morning to announce to somebody, stop despising that thing. Stop looking down on that thing. Stop acting as if it's nothing. It's going to be big. It's going to be bigger than your mind, than your imagination, than your thoughts, than your concept. Even though God can handle small, whenever he handles small, he always has big in mind i proclaim concerning you that everything that has limited your thinking restricted your aspiration contain your desire compress your reach is broken off your life in the name of jesus and you can reach into places you haven't gone into before somebody shout i believe i receive it when god starts with small he has big in mind and the enemy wants you to dance around the seed of righteousness and never become a tree of righteousness. He wants to become so contained, at least I'm righteous, when there's a promise that says, I will save you and your household. Somebody, the big thing God wants to do in your life this year is that every member of your family will become saved. Yeah. That amen sounds like that's an at breakfast. <laughs> How many of you know that's big? You know, God said to Jeremiah, he said, you will say everything I've told you to say. Say not I'm a youth. He says, before you were formed, I ordained you as a prophet to the? How many nations did Jeremiah visit? Talk to me. How many nations? How many nations? He never left where he was. But God's vision for Jeremiah was so big that God knew that this morning Jeremiah would be in Nigeria. What I'm trying to say to you is that when God makes you a promise, it does not matter how long it takes. If Jeremiah's words have been announced in Nigeria right now, somebody, the nations are opening for you. At an... You're not hearing what I'm saying. I said nations are opening for you at an accelerated pace. See, you don't have to get to the nation to become international. Your fruit will get there first. 
Your anointing will impact people there first. Your products will get there first. That's what I'm talking about. In you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Somebody, God is going to use you for families. 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 In fact, that person, you're like, I'm not qualified. I didn't come from a perfect family. I don't have what it takes. God says, that's exactly the point. I'm going to use the seemingly unqualified, the least likely, the brokenhearted, the despised, the intimidated. I'm going to raise those people for my purpose. Can I ask you a question? Who did God promise the promised land to? Who? Abraham, right? Was Abraham rich? Was Abraham wealthy? Did Abraham hold, hold it, hold on, boxed up like clothes in a boarding house? So y'all didn't get that, so okay. Boxed. The guy was wealthy. Now watch this. Help me, Lord. God gave the promise to a rich person who was wealthy, who was resourced, promise. Who possessed the promise? Children of Israel, were they rich? Were they rich? Were they poor? Were they poor? Very poor. Were they slaves? Some of you are not hearing what I'm saying. Isn't God interesting? That he gave the promise to somebody who had material wealth. But the person that possessed it was somebody who was broke. Because God is the one who, Mashiach, fills the basket to put the barrel to shame. That this promise is not about your pedigree or your wealth or your resources. It's for the glory of God to be revealed. What it means is, whether you have money or you don't have money, this promise still requires faith. And this faith is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In other words, when you really understand this, whether there is money in your account or not, you still believe it when God said, this year is going to be big. Because some of you are starting out as debtors, but you're going to end up as creditors. Some of you this morning, you still check, you saw the pain in your body. By the end of this year, a healing anointing is coming out of your life. You will begin to feel fire burning in your palms. But when you lay hands on the sick, they will literally recover. When you lay hands, in fact, the dimension God has taken us to, you will sit on the Baba's chair. And everybody who comes in after you, or will contact the anointing because of the deposit that you're going to put in there. For the Bible says the Peter's shadow, Peter's shadow, let me even work it. If Peter's shadow could heal people, ladies, God can heal people through your eye shadow. Shout at somebody say it's going to be big. Some of you didn't believe it. What's a shadow? It's just a point of contact. It's just, it's just a point. God will flow through anything you surrender to him. These guys were slaves. They didn't have anything. So when God was talking, see, when God spoke to Abraham and said, I'm going to give you a promised land, walk the length and breadth of the land and all of that. And I'm going to bless you. 
Abraham walked the length and breadth of the land, but he didn't possess it. You can be close and not possess. The children of Israel were far flung from the land, but they possessed it. Some of you are so far from what you think God is calling you to do. But what matters is not how far you are from it. If God is there and you're in God, you're already there. So God comes and is speaking, he's speaking, he's speaking now to Joshua as he had been speaking about the promise for years and years and years and years. And he's been saying to them, I'm going to take you to a land. I'm going to explain something in the short while what the land is. I'm going to take you to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Flowing. Somebody say flowing. flowing. Normally, milk does not flow until somebody press presses something express God is saying that this land is so loaded that it's going to express resources without your personal pressure I'll explain what that means shortly for honey to come that comes out of the rock or comes out of a bee's hive, a beehive. He's saying that I'm going to give you resources right now and, and bees won't sting you. If you're tasting some honey and bees are still stinging you, that's not the land God promised you. For the blessing of the Lord doesn't give, it makes rich the devil can give you riches but God mix that's why God doesn't give you riches it gives you the power to get it so Joshua is not just Joshua Joshua you have my slides similarities Joshua is a type of Jesus I would have relayed this, but some of you want to take pictures and look through it later. Give me the first slide. Joshua is a type of Jesus. That when Israel is brought out of the house of bondage, brought out of the perversion of the enemy, of the, the camp of darkness, we see Joshua as a type of Jesus. Number one, Joshua and Jesus are the same name, Yeshua. The Lord saves or the Lord is salvation. The Lord saves in the Greek. That word in the Hebrew is soteria. In the Greek, it is sozo. And that sozo, it means salvation. The primary salvation is from sin, but it's not just from sin. Salvation from every kind of danger. As a matter of fact, one of the things that really help us is if we start approaching Bible words, first of all, as original words. You see, because in your mind, salvation, altar call, that's what you're thinking. Right. So salvation. Ah, sinners. But God won't give, watch this, Jesus a permanent name on a temporary task. So if salvation was just for inception, then you have kept me in KG1. When I'm supposed to go to PhD. 
Let me give please give me your, your baby name. What do you call you as a baby? Give me. Boos <laughs> boos. Who has who has very I want to say ridiculous, very uh, funny. Ebu boom boom, ebu boom boom, ebu boom boom. Now, ebu boom boom, ebu boom boom. See your cheeks like ebu boom boom. You're like really grinning. Now, can I ask you, is that the name on your certificate? No. Never. What is that? Never. What's the name on your birth certificate? Ebolua. All right. Now, imagine if your parents put ebu boom boom. The point I'm trying to make is that if Jesus is salvation, then the salvation he is is not just for repentance from dead works and conversion from darkness, but he's salvation perpetual. <laughs> so the Lord who saved me from sin is the one who saves me from my addiction. I don't get saved from sin by faith and get delivered from addiction by works. If faith changed my name, faith will change my habits. Because the Lord did not save. The Lord saves. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, he is able to save to the approach that was six weeks ago. That at the edge, the person who is the devil's assistant, God can pull him out like this. And they will say, what happened? So it's the same name. The same name. Now, Joshua had never been to the promised land, but God said you would deliver these people to the promised land. Rather, he had, he had spied, he had visited. You deliver these people and you would divide inheritance. Similarly, we see theophanic manifestations of Jesus in the Old Testament, but he had never taken up flesh. But he came into the earth like Joshua came to the promised land. Come on, people. Number two, give me. Joshua was the son of Nun. Jesus was and is. I was going to put thee. He is the son. But guess what? You're a son as well. John 17 says that he loves you as much as he loves Jesus. So you struggle with that. How many of you have that sibling who's the favorite? Dad's favorite. And whenever you want something, you send that person. The representative. <laughs> now imagine if you were, how many of you are that favorite? They're very glad, I know. <laughs> now imagine if you were inside that person. Jesus has pleased the Father perfectly. So when I pray, I don't pray in the name of Dami. I pray in the name. Help me here. Come before Jesus. Oh, come on, people. Let me show you this in the Bible. 
How many of the spies believed that they could possess the promised land? Joshua and? So God dealing with Israel, he dealt with Israel through the faith of Joshua. Oh, come on people. Are you getting this? God deals with me through the faith of Jesus Christ. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. Therefore, it is no longer damla tolok by Victor Ainde. The leaves, but the life I now live. Watch this. I don't just live by faith in. I live by the faith of. I live by the faith of. So when I come and say in the name of Jesus, it's not an intro title. It's my spiritual location. Shebaya. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. Was Jesus small on the earth? Do you see the kind of trouble Jesus caused in just three and a half years? Let me prophesy to somebody before 2024. A Jesus explosion will be the trademark of your life. Everywhere you go, signs, wonders, miracles. Signs, wonders, miracles. Signs, wonders, miracles. Somebody shout, yeah, 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 yeah. Give it the next one. Jesus was a faithful follower, sorry, Joshua was a faithful follower of Moses. Jesus was and is a faithful follower of God. The Bible says that Moses was faithful in all his house, but Jesus was even more faithful in all his house. In other words, there was no element of unfaithfulness. The same way Joshua followed Moses completely, we see Jesus following the Father completely. Give me the next one, let me go. Um, he said, I do nothing except my Father. What my father shows me. Joshua spent time alone with Moses in the secret place in the mountains. Jesus spent time alone with his father God. Give me the next one. Trying to raise. The boat brought to the people of God deliverance from the enemies of God. So the same way Joshua brought the people out of the clutches of the seven uh, nations. The, all the tithes. The Evites and the Je Jebusites. And the things that made things tight. The same way Jesus spoke about the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to bring good news. Come on. Give me the next line. The next thing. Both of them were obedient to the one that sent them. And they did his work which he gave to them. Give me the next one. Both led and stopped. Jesus leads the people of God into the promised land. Give me the next one. The both began their early life in obscurity. Watch this. And the rose have risen to the highest point of human endeavor. When you look at the Bible, you can't see none. In fact, you might as well say Joshua was the son of none. It's N-U-N, but you might as well call it N-O-N-E. But when your identity in Christ begins to gain ascendancy, the same way the blood of Jesus is thicker than the blood of your womb, your spiritual identity is greater than your family name. Even if you're not from a known family, God's family will be known through you. Even if you're not from a prominent place, the power of God on the inside of it. Do you remember what happened? After Samson performed 
from the mighty feet. They said, whose son is this one? They are going to ask you, whose son are you? And you say, my father is God. Whose son are you? My father is not just Oluwatom, but my father is the king of kings and the lord of lords. The one who waves his hands and storms have no choice but to be still. The one who brings resources out of nowhere in the middle of the desert. The one who says, let there be light. And without any PHCN or power authority, there is light all over the place. The one who walks on water. The one who whispers the names of the birds. The one who raises dead people back to life without any kind of surgical intervention. That is your father. And when you have that kind of father, your destiny cannot be small. Many times we are so conditioned in our minds to just survive, to barely get by, to just come out of Egypt. But God said, I still have so much more for you this year. Somebody shout yes! If you don't believe it, do nothing if you believe it. How about go to three people and tell them it's going to be big. It's going to be big. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be massive. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be out of this world. It's going to be amazing. Verse 3 says to them, 3 and 4 begins to describe the scope and scale of the land. The scope and scale of the land. And it says from the river Jordan to the Euphrates to the wilderness. Now, this is the amazing thing. That land was 56,000 miles. 56,000 miles may not mean so much to you right now. But imagine a people who were restricted. They couldn't move except where they were led to. They couldn't move except where they told them to go. They couldn't move except that which their masters told them. And God said, I'm going to give you space. In 2020, God is going to give you space. Some of you, you've outgrown the space you're functioning right now. You are choking, but you've become used to it. God says, I will give you space. Let me quickly touch on two major things, or let me touch on one of them. I'll touch on the remaining ones in the second in the second service. If you can go to Colossians chapter one and read from verse nine. Couple of things, big things that God wants to do this year. Number one, you will experience big deliverance. Big deliverance. From verse nine, please. Since we, since the day we, we heard it, why does it sound so? Do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I wish I could teach. Listen to what it's saying. It says, "For this reason, since day we heard about your faith. Do not cease to pray for you that you, and to ask that you may be filled." Look at somebody say, "There's still space." God wants to feel you. With the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so that what will happen? You may walk worthy of the Lord. So, what's the purpose of knowledge and wisdom? Walking. To walk worthy of the Lord. All right? Fully that you may walk him. worthy of the Lord, doing what? Fully pleasing him. So that what will happen? So that your 
fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So what's the end point of knowledge and wisdom? Every good work. Being fruitful in every good work. Fruitful. Fruitful in every good work. The spiritual works, salvation is the primary work of God. And then there are works that you're saved to do. He said, I'm praying for you that you're filled with knowledge. Continue, please. Strengthened with all might. Continue from that. Okay. Strengthened with all might, mm -hmm. according to his glorious power, mm -hmm. for all patience yes. and long-suffering with joy, mm -hmm. giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. What has he done? What has he done? What has he done? Qualified us. Personalize it. What has he done? He has qualified me. Shout aloud. What has he done? Shout aloud. What has he done? The first major thing you're going to experience with God this year: big deliverance. Big deliverance. Big deliverance. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. Now, many times, watch this. A lot of people are thinking that power of darkness is witches and wizards and this one and that one. Those guys are just supervisors in trickery. Darkness is the absence of God light, of God life. Because God dispenses his life through his light. Come on, people. In him was light and or life, and the light was the light of men. So the way God dispenses his life is through revelation. So what the enemy wants is don't have access to the light or don't walk in the light that you have, and any evil thing can happen. What it also means is the areas in which I have light is the areas in which I enjoy true deliverance. That's why Paul is praying that you be filled with knowledge. This is the importance of meditation. Because the fact that you've eaten the food does not mean you're full. And many of us were excited about the taste of the oil, but we haven't eaten the jollof rice. And no matter how nice the smell is, it can never truly feel you. So he says, I'm praying. This is why God said to Joshua, this book of the law, which was the entire body of knowledge they had at the time, shall not depart out of your mouth. And the words that shall meditate, we quote, meditate on it. But that's actually not what it says. It says, shall meditate in. Oh my God. In other words, Joshua, your life is in the word. The word is not something you import into your life to augment it. No word, no life. No word, no light. No word, you are as good as an unbeliever, except in your identity. He says he has delivered us. Somebody shout, I'm delivered. You will see that manifestation this year. Oh, that amen is lame. You will see that manifestation this year. You will walk in that manifestation this year. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. 
Let me just close on this note. Pharaoh was so hard, was so harsh, was actually dreaded, feared, not only by the Israelites, but by the nations around them. Egypt was the world power at the time. Some of you did GST in history. You remember that? General studies, you remember that? Pharaoh was so powerful. But by one stroke of God's power, in one moment, in one day, in one night, the Bible says that the grip of oppression was broken. I am particularly praying for people who have been in cycles, who have been in cycles over and over again. 2019, your prayer points were the same as 2018. Your prayer points were the same. One of the ways in which you know you're possibly in a cycle is that your prayer points have not changed. It's still the same thing, still the same aspiration. You will experience big deliverance. You won't just know that it's been done. You will walk in the fact that it's been done. You will step in the fact that it's been done. The same way Israel began to breathe the air of the promised land, you will begin to breathe the air of Zion. You'll begin to swim in the freedom of the Spirit of the Lord. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and the Lord is that Spirit. The Lord means owner. Owner is possessor. He's saying that your ownership has changed. You don't belong to stress, to trauma, to drama, to shame, to fear. You don't belong to weakness, to infirmity, to generational curses and patterns. You don't belong to all of that because for many of you, you've been pursuing cucumbers. Oh, you've been, you've been, you've been cucumbers. You've been pursuing natural things and garlics and the things. But God didn't promise you garlics. God promised you milk and honey. God didn't promise you cucumbers. God promised you milk and honey. Some of you are used to garlic. What is garlic? You taste it, it doesn't fill you, and your mouth still stinks. So even though you are delivered, we can still smell Egypt on you. We can still smell anger on you. We can still smell lust on you. But you will walk in freedom. You will not only walk in deliverance, you're walking in freedom. You're walking in newness of life. You're walking on a totally different level. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. In 2020, you are free to walk in divine purpose. You are free to walk in the prophetic assignment. You are free to walk in the new anointing. You are free to take over the spaces the Lord has sent you to. You are a carrier of kingdom light, of kingdom influence. When Jesus walked the face of the earth, the kings of his day knew he was around. The leaders of his day, they were afraid of him. As you walk around, God will put the fear of his reverence on those who are around you. So they can ask, teach me the ways of the Lord. Show me about this, your God. Tell me more about his deeds. In the name of Jesus, somebody open up your mouth and let's pray in just about 60 seconds. I agree with the will, with the word, with the assignment of God. God has big things in mind. I'll still touch on this in the second service because the deliverance that many of us need 
is the deliverance from small-mindedness. Abraham was praying for a child. God had nations in mind. Can you pray? God delivered us from the power of darkness. That's deliverance. But then he conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. That's freedom. Because you can be delivered and not yet free. <laughs> freedom is not just deliverance. Freedom is release into the promises and the purposes of God. Where you are not led by your emotions, by your impulses, by your preferences, but you are led by the Spirit of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are. If I were you, I would take advantage of the remaining 45 seconds and really pray intensely. Joshua divided to Israel the promised land. Jesus has a promised place for you. A sphere, a realm, an avenue, a region, a domain. In my father's house there are many mansions. Remember you are praying in the name of Jesus. The same way God dealt with Israel through the faith and faithfulness of Joshua. God deals with you through the faith and faithfulness of Jesus. The only thing Israel needed to do was to obey Joshua. The only thing you need to do is to demonstrate the obedience of faith in Jesus. You don't know the land, Joshua knows the land. You don't know the land, Jesus knows the land. The Israelites didn't have a map, they didn't have an atlas. You as a believer, you don't have the map to your destiny. But it said, I will guide you with mine eye. I will show you the way to go. And I tell you, it's bigger than you think. No matter what you have seen God do, God has bigger in mind. No matter what you've put on your to-do list for this year, God has bigger in mind. We give you praise, God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I make this declaration that as individuals, you are delivered from small-mindedness. As a house, we are delivered from small-mindedness. I'll touch more on this in second service, but Peter's mind was so small. When God said to Peter, arise and eat. Peter said, me, I've never eaten any unclean thing.
God was trying to extend the ministry of Peter to the Gentile nations. Because even though Paul was called to the Gentile nations, how many of you know that Paul's ministry was not all the Gentile nations needed? Let me announce somebody to somebody. The fact that somebody is doing well in a space does not mean God has not called you to the same space. Some of our minds are so small. And when your mind is so small, envy comes in. Jealousy comes in. Competition, competition comes in. Pride comes in. Because you don't know that there is so much more for everybody. As big as some people's noses are, nostrils are, I'm one of them, relatively, relatively. Guess what? The oxygen in the world has not finished. You all think, think about that? Look at somebody, so no matter how big your nose is, I will still have oxygen to breathe. This is for your assignment, for your ministry, for your business. Never say to yourself, they've already collected all the clients. There are people that will unrecognize your voice, respond to your work. I wish I had more time in the first service, but I'll really break this down in the second service. That promised land was not so much natural land, even though God's promise includes natural land for many of us. It's not really natural land. Hebrews 4 talks about the rest. It was rest. The promise of God was them resting from their works. Resting from their labors. Because the Bible says in Hebrews 4, if Joshua had led them into the rest, God wouldn't be speaking of another rest. So they came to the geographical space, but they didn't enter the spiritual plane. That's why God didn't say the land that has locked up milk and honey. He said the land is what? Here's the deal. People will walk in that land flowing with milk and honey and they will never see it. Because they are not being led. By the Spirit of God. So the resting from the works is you resting from your scheming, exploration, excavation, manipulation. That's why it had to be Joshua. Why? Moses represented the law. The law said, do good, get good. Do bad, get bad. Joshua, a type of Jesus. It's not coming by law, it's coming by grace. Because before they planted, they already reaped something. Law says you have to you know, walk it, walk it to gain faith from God. Grace to be made manifest in your life imparts the gift of faith. The reason you responded to the gospel is that God gave you faith to believe it. Come on. So this year, we will learn to rest. Jesus said this is the thing that all the Gentiles are running after. Running, running, running. Say your heavenly father knows. See what it says, father, it's a father thing. God's biggest title is not king, it's father. office is king but he's relational when you pray say our king no our somebody give God praise this morning the generation is rising 
on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this out.